Twigs SE Reflections, episode number 29. Episode number 29, and I'm going to invite you to just maybe take this on sometime when you can listen to a, a, a story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story. This is my SE is real story, the day that I, I, I left this day, and forever after I marked time from this day, realizing that I was involved in something that was significant. I suppose, and I hope all of us have found or looking for, will find this story for ourselves where we say, wow, the completion of the stress response really is waiting to happen. Wow, people really will feel different when that is allowed to happen. Wow, I get to be involved in helping people complete that. This is a big deal. I wouldn't want to project on Peter Levine, but I imagine that Nancy or the Nancy story, at least as it's presented to us, has that ring in it. Like, oh, this is waiting to happen. Oh, I can help this happen. Oh, this is a big deal. This day was a big deal for me. When I got into SE, you know, I just, I jumped right in as, as deep end as I could. I was really coming as a therapist, I had a bodywork background and, and was interested in bodywork and therapy and stuff. But I was really I was really on the theoretical edge. I was on the like hunt for something that I think that that SE and the new traumatology kind of helped fill in a, a real big missing piece that I was looking for, theoretically speaking, about why humans do and feel the way they do these days. And as I jumped into it, I appreciated the value of the work right away right away i could see that man i was feeling different and and people that were doing it were feeling different and the training was so interesting and all of it was so good that i had to make sure that i hadn't joined a cult you know i just had to my father was a scientist his wife as i was growing up was a very savvy woman who really helped me appreciate that i had to pay attention to people with good ideas And I also had to make sure that people with good ideas got vetted, that I looked into them, that I didn't let my own kind of desire for a good idea to drive me, um, you know, into something that is maybe more like a dead end of a good idea. And so, ha, I stepped back into university. I did. I had dropped out of university early on to be an activist. I did. And I came back to the Evergreen State College after I joined the SE training and was coming at it from this, like, what is, what is inside of this for humans at large? And what I did when I went back to the university was I tried to look at all the science that I could hear and see behind SE to make it kind of give me the feeling that this wasn't just something that charismatic people could do, but instead something that is in fact a biological necessity waiting to happen should organisms, mammals, humans, be given the appropriate signals of safety and containment and, you know, lack there of other impending threats and allow their attention to permit a certain kind of involuntary experience 
a completion process of the autonomic stress response, which is otherwise just arrested, can complete itself naturally as it would want to do, and people will feel better on the other side. Wow, what an incredible idea, and is that real? So I had to go back and I had to look at the science, and I had to drop into non-biased literature about it. At the same time, as I was enthusiastically and forever gratefully penetrating into the study of the SE practice, the modality, the like, how do you do this with other people as a practitioner? And I was just so enthralled with that learning on the front end of like, wow, this really does feel real. Phenomenologically, this really does does fit the bill of exactly what it says it does scientifically. So between those two things, I spent a few years kind of going around to as many trainings as I could and understudying with Stephen Hoskinson. I'm grateful, forever grateful for that. And then I also would go back to the university and take on these studies, um, periodic quarterly studies in different parts of the science behind SE, psychobiology, psychophysiology, ethology, these kinds of things, human ecology subjects of my past. So one day, spring day, I'm at university, the Evergreen State College, and I'm sitting on a bench, which I had sat on in my youth there and had done my homework and studies and thinking. I was back on that bench maybe 11 years afterwards. Spring day, lots of students out in a field field near the uh, hmm, the rec center and the place we used to call the corner, kind of a student-run cafe. Out there in the field, everybody playing frisbee. Really lovely day. I'm sitting on my bench, and I'm writing longhand my thesis, which is kind of a heady exposition on, you know, the origins of trauma and humans and the relationship between trauma and civilization. My My kind of pet subject. Well, there I am. I'm, I'm writing about the process behind somatic experiencing and how there is this kind of nature of things, which, you know, organic intelligence, Stephen Hoskinson has really named it out as this organic intelligence, this thing that is wanting to happen, this, these processes that just have a stereotypical pattern to them and should appropriate signals and conditions be available, the intelligence of our organisms will get to express themselves and, for example, the stress response completes. Well, there I am, writing it longhand, spring day, and at the same time as I am writing a specific line, I hear a young woman on a skateboard going quickly down a concrete ramp that is kind of associated to the college buildings there. And she's having a blast of a time. She's, she's just like, the, you know, you can hear the wheels going faster on the concrete. You can hear her joy and her, her levity. And she's, you know, you can, you can just imagine she's like got her hands up. In fact, she was sitting down on the skateboard. So she was kind of low to the ground and she was just flying down this embankment which has a nice run out at the bottom. And at the same time as I'm hearing that skateboard and her glee run down this concrete embankment, I'm writing this sentence 
What if everybody knew about this? And at the exact same moment as I write, what if everybody knew about this? I hear this woman on the skateboard crash and burn. I mean, just like you hear the skateboard skid across the concrete and you hear her like kind of yelp out. And, and I turn and I look up and I see her bounding around in a circle the way we do when we've hurt and she's grasping at her leg or knee. And I turn as I hear her man fella who is with her at the top of the embankment and he's doing that thing you know so many people do he's laughing you know and I and he's laughing at her until he realizes and I see the moment his face realizes that she's actually hurt and he totally changes from laughing to getting serious and he runs down to her and now I'm looking at the two of them they're 25 yards away and she's really clearly in pain kind of holding herself and walking around in a circle very quickly trying to like kind of like get through the pain and then I'm watching them arm in arm her fairly well hunched over obviously in pain walking out into that green out beyond which are all of the frisbee players and the dorm rooms beyond there well I'm sitting there to myself see what if they knew? What if they knew about this stuff? You know, because like you and I know, you know, as, as SE practitioners, as students, as people who have read the books and studied and done the sessions and received the sessions and everything, you and I know. Like if that happened to you, you know, what would you do? You'd, you know, you'd, hey, 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 don't laugh at me. I'm hurting. And then your friend would come over and the two of you would go over to the edge of where this had just happened. And you'd take a moment and you'd sit down and you'd You'd be hurt. You'd be really uncomfortable. You'd know that that's going to happen. You'd realize that you hadn't broken anything. And then, you know, hopefully with your friend's accompaniment, you'd sit there long enough to let your body start to settle. And probably when it does that, it's going to feel really strange. But you'd, you know, you and I, we'd sit over there 20, 30, 40 minutes, feel shaky, feel some heat feel some pain, kind of like feel the tension, feel, you know, all these kind of things. And it would move through and, you know, hmm, we might feel not so bad afterwards. Well, ha, huh, they don't know that. And I realized it there on the park bench, sunny day, spring day. I'm like, see if they knew, but th they don't know. But I know. Wait a second, Twig. I know. I, I know. I know these things. I've been studying these things. I know. Oh, my goodness. So I grab my books. I grab my papers. I, I stuff everything in my bag. I, I grab my backpack and my, this little carrying thing that I had with me. And I take off down that embankment across the field. And I catch up with these two people, this man and this woman, who are walking across the field in front of and through all of these Frisbee players. And and I, I come up behind now. I gotta, You got to see this. Like, I'm at a pretty alternative school here. And I'm 10 years older than I was when I was there before, right? And I got a button-down shirt on. I got a yellow button-down shirt. And I'm the only one, maybe on campus at this point, with a button-down shirt. You know, it's Wednesday afternoon, class is out. Everybody's just, it's a, it's a different kind of fun kind of place. 
thank goodness for hippies because as I come up behind, I'm like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And, and they stop and they turn and I say, uh, you know, um, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt and I, and everything and I don't mean to stop you, but, but I just, I just saw what happened back there. I just saw that, um, that little accident that happened. And I was, and I was wondering, cause see, I'm here, I'm here studying this thing, this thing that I learned about, that there's this guy who figured out that animals, when they get hurt in the wild, or if they almost get like in trouble or something, they'll like get back to safety. And afterwards they'll like tremble and shake and then they'll feel better afterwards. And I was thinking like, maybe if you and I, maybe if you and I could like sit here for a moment, then um, maybe I could help you do that thing that this guy says that wild animals do. And then uh, maybe, maybe that would help things be a little bit different for you after that, that little accident. And you know, like, what am I thinking inside? I'm like, my brain is just, this is crazy. I'm the Jehovah's Witness of SE. And, and then all of a sudden she says, sure. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, total relief. And I, and I suddenly look around, I'm like, okay, what are the options here? You know, and all these Frisley players, and so I think, okay, got to go somewhere safe, but I can't take her somewhere private. She doesn't know me. That wouldn't be safe. We'll go to the edge. So I say, well, would it be okay then if we just walk over to the edge of the green and, uh, and we'll just sit down for a few minutes together and, and I'll, I'll just kind of like guide you through a few little things. She's like, sure. And the, and the fella, he kind of comes along with us and we walk to the edge of the green so we can still see everybody. Everybody can still see us. I meet this lovely woman. I'm going to call her L. She's got her young guy friend there with her. We sit down. We start talking for a moment. My heart is beating out of my chest. I am just a flutter. I am completely nervous. I've never done this with somebody. Well, actually, that's not true. I had done it with a lot of people who I had invited it to because I really wanted to try this stuff out. And... I'd never done it like this, you know? I just hadn't ever done it like this. You know, usually people were coming to me at my office. Usually people were already invested and informed. Usually in my early learning and experimentation, there was some kind of contract that said, there's a reason this person knows that they want to sit and do this. That kind of leads to a certain question of, how much that influences the session. And that's part of what I was trying to figure out, remember? The kind of question, like, is this real? So I say to her, I say, you know, like, um, like, I'm studying this, I'm learning this, and I'm just going to see if I ask you a few questions, if you're able to just kind of um, hang out with yourself and see if your body doesn't help you kind of feel what what kind of wants to happen now after that accident that you just had does that seem like that would be okay with you and she says sure you know and like i say thank goodness for hippies and then her 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 friend this is important because he says is this going to take a long time and i'm like I, I don't know how long it's going to take like five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes i don't know and he's like hey can i go play frisbee and I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. And so he says to Elle and they say goodbye and he goes off to play Frisbee. And I am like so relieved because at least that kind of observer part, you know, the, you know, that kind of triad part is gone for a moment. So I can just kind of be with Elle and, and we're going to just do this thing. So I, I do that thing where we 
we just simply ask, hey, El, what do you what do you notice now as we're sitting here on the green? And in fact, no, as I remember, I, I, I remember thinking, I will need to stabilize this and, and establish that we're really here right now, safe enough. So I had her look around and we looked and it's called evergreen. One reason, because it's got all these wonderful evergreen trees around. So we spent a few minutes looking around and I remember at that moment of looking around thinking, this is going to take every ounce of my attention. I'm going to have to be completely right here, right now, so I don't mess this up. <laughs> After the orientation, I asked her what she was feeling, and she turned her attention inside and admitted that like she had like these bumps and bruises and, and such. And as we tracked here and there, we ended up in the most amazing place. We ended up where you would completely expect us to if this stuff was real. Such as her feeling like her arms wanted to come out to the side. And as I asked, can you let them do that? Her arms kind of came out to the side and she laughed and said, that is so funny. My arms are moving like all by themselves. And I am like, yeah, your arms are moving all by themselves. And at some point, her head started to drop down and forward. And keep in mind, like she was on a skateboard, right? Just 10 minutes before this, she was on a skateboard and she was headed down a ramp and she was sitting on her, on her hind side and she had her arms and hands out to her side as like kind of balance things. And when she fell, right, then she fell from that seated position. So here we are on the lawn in a seated position. Her arms have come up and come out to the side of her. And she's laughing at the strangeness of her response and how her body is feeling these things. And I'm like, yeah, that's very strange. And then as you notice that, what happens next? And then some moments later, her head starts to get heavy and starts to fall downwards. And I think to myself, oh, that's like some freeze immobility coming on. So can you, can you just let that happen? And so she starts letting her head start to fall downward and gets to a place where she suddenly stops, looks up, holds herself stiff. And I startle, you know, I'm like, well, well, what happened? And she says, well, I don't like it. And I say, right, sure. You, you don't, you don't like it. Like, I'm um, okay. Totally. Um, and at the same time that you don't like it, does it seem like, like with your arms, how they came out before, like kind of on their own, does it seem again, like it's like that, like it's like something that's happening, like it's on its own. And she's like, yeah, it's like my body's doing it, but I don't like how my body is doing that. Like, I don't like my body's reaction. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, it's like right out of the book. And I say to her, right, well, um, at the same time as you don't like it, and I, and I, I kind of appreciate that it's not like pleasant, at the same time as that, does it seem like similar with your arms, like how you just let that happen, that does it seem like you could maybe let it happen? And then if you could let it happen, we could just do the same thing and we could be curious as you feel that happening, what happens next? And, you know, thank goodness for hippies because else she was like, okay. And so she just went back and put her head back in the same kind of like slightly drooped forward position. 
and kind of started going back into the allowance of what was happening. And in fact, she went down for minutes, many minutes, I don't know, two, four, five, I don't know, many minutes, and she's down in that freeze immobility state. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness, is this going to last forever? Oh my goodness, did I put this woman in freeze? Oh my goodness, is this going to work? And sometime in there, as I'm doing my best to keep my attention open to the environment and at the same time, like, see any kind of subtle changes that might happen in Elle's body, I see this tiny little lift of her head. And at the exact same time, I say, uh-huh. And then as I say, uh-huh, her head kind of makes a little bit more upwardness. And I go, mm-hmm. And then she gets a little bit more upwardness. And I'm like, uh-huh. And so now we're rising together. And as she's rising up, she's coming up to neutral. And I'm kind of letting go because she's already making the movements. And I'm not needing to kind of reinforce it anymore. So I'm like, uh-huh, right. So her head gets to neutral and goes past neutral and at the same moment that her head goes past neutral i remember i was able to say right you can just let it go as far as it wants to go and her head comes past neutral and just past neutral she started to get this smile that crept across her face until her whole head and neck was up reaching up toward the sky and she had this dramatic grin and started laughing. I said, wow, well, well Elle, what, what's up? And she's like, it just feels so good. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, of course it does. It feels so good, yes, and just go ahead and feel that. And her whole back is arched back and her arms are out to the side. And she looks just like she did when she was sitting on the skateboard, riding down the embankment inside of all of that joy and she had just this full breath and was laughing and she comes back down and if if i can take the pause to say this is probably the moment that just kind of set it all down for me she turned her head and started to look around sure enough she's looking around she's her eyes are going free, her head and neck are going free, and I'm thinking about the polar bear, and I'm thinking about my own sessions, and I'm thinking about the polyvagal theory, and just the incredible naturalness of the stress response. And just as I'm kind of like just in my own bliss of like, oh my goodness, this stuff is real. Elle turns and looks at me and says, are we done now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're totally, we're done. You know, can, can we meet and, and we set up an appointment so she could come in and we could have a little follow-up conversation later that week. And she gets up and bounds off into the field of Frisbee players, literally hopping, like um, skipping. She was skipping away. And I, I'm sitting there on the edge of the field with my longhand notes and my thesis in my bag. And I'm thinking, yeah, what, what if everybody knew about this? And just if I can, I'll finish the story off. I'm, I'm then headed up through the campus and the parking lot and I'm, I'm frantically dialing on my phone. I had a 
a new cell phone at the time, and I'm frantically dialing Stephen Hoskinson, and I happen to get a hold of him, a rare kind of thing, and I get a hold of him, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this stuff is real. Yeah, that's cool. It's real. I've had a lot of these for myself. Oh my goodness, that's really happening. Oh my goodness, I really feel better. Oh, that was just waiting to happen. I'm guessing that some kind of story like that is in your life or is coming your way. And I'm glad that we all get to be a part of this element of our nature. That was a little story I wanted to share. Take good care. Moments to mark time from. We've got those in all different corners of our lives. SE ones too. The first day we were able to do this with a client, the first day we were able to see this happen, the first day somebody reported this change in their lives, the first day we didn't do the same silly old thing thinking that it was going to be different. We did something else, and it was different. Hey, let's keep marking time toward feeling better. My name's Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler. You can find me at liberationispossible.org backslash se reflections. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Take care. <laughs>